Girlfriends, episode number 343, Ideas for Growing in Humility. Hello, and welcome to Girlfriends. I'm Danielle Bean. I'm a wife and a mom, and I'm on a mission to help you know your worth as a woman so you can find peace, balance, and joy in family living. This week, we're talking about growing in humility, that very unpopular virtue, and yet such an important thing for us to be thinking about focusing on and praying for the grace to grow in humility. Can't wait to have this important conversation. Let's get going. Hey, girlfriend, how are you? So glad you're able to join me here. You know, I love connecting on the podcast, but real quick upfront, before we dive into this week's topic, I want to share with you a couple of ways that are really, really helpful and enjoyable and just simple ways for us to stay in connection outside of the podcast. So once a week, you can listen to the podcast. And that is an awesome way for you to be part of the Girlfriends community. I am so thrilled that you do that much. But I want to encourage you to go a little bit deeper with the types of things that we are sharing here in the podcast. There's so much more for us to talk about and connect about. There's so many things that we can learn from you and that you can learn from others. So I really want to encourage you to join us in our girlfriends community. One way that you can, very simple way that you can connect a little more deeply with the girlfriends podcast is by subscribing to the show notes. This is very simple. You can just text the word girlfriends to 33777, or you can go to ascensionpress.com where the show notes are, and you can sign up there. If you're outside of the US, that 33777 trick won't work for you. But everybody else, just text the word girlfriends to 33777. And that way, you're going to be connected with us every week. So you don't have to go to your wherever you listen to podcasts, whether it's on Spotify or Apple app or on Google Play or wherever you like to listen. You don't even have to go there. The notes are going to come to you and you're going to always know when there's new content. But not only that, when you're listening to the content and we're sharing interviews with authors or you know somebody's uh, doing some great work in the church or there's a ministry I want to share with you, you don't have to go wondering where those links are and you don't have to go chasing them down. They come to you in your inbox and it's that simple. So just text the word girlfriends to 33777. A bonus for people who sign up for those show notes is in the show notes each week. Not only do you have all the information about girlfriends and everything that we talk about here on the show and just the notes from our conversation, but also each week I am sharing a song of the week and that's been a lot of fun. So I'm kind of growing my playlist on Spotify and encouraging you to grow yours along with me. So if you have an idea for a song that you'd like for me to share in that way, you can always send it to me. But first, you got to get connected. So connect to the show notes for the Girlfriends podcast by texting the word girlfriends to 33777. Do it right now so you don't forget. All right, the other way that you can be connecting outside of the podcast and going deeper, and this one is so fun, is through the Girlfriends community, which is an online community that I founded this past summer. And it's a community of women who are coming together expressly for the purpose of encouraging and supporting one another in our unique call to Catholic faith and family life. There are women from all different walks of life, different backgrounds, different ages and stages of life that are a part of the Girlfriends community over at girlfriendscommunity.com. But really, we're talking about the topics we talk about here on the podcast, and um, we're doing that Online, people can start conversations in any number of topics, whether it's in faith or family, marriage, parenting, homemaking, wellness. We're we're covering all of these things that we care about and that we want to be connecting about. 
fun stuff like sharing recipes or cute stories or photos, but also more serious stuff. Every month we're focused on a different virtue. So every month we choose a virtue that we're going to focus on. And what that means is in our conversations in the community, but especially in our conversations that we have twice a week through live video chats with me. So those happen on Wednesday evenings and Saturday mornings. Every week we're connecting through these not too long, so it's not too intense and it's not too demanding on your calendar, but I have loved getting to know some people that way. And, you know, as much as I love recording the podcast and, you know, talking to you each week, and I'm so honored that you listen to what I share here on the podcast every week, but I want to hear from you too. And I want to know who you are. And I want to, I want to know, you know, what's going on in your life. I want to know what you're worried about. I want to know what topics you'd like to see here. And I want to hear your stories and I want to learn from you. And that is really what I've gotten the privilege of doing since founding the Girlfriends Community. So if you want to be a part of it, you can check it out for free. You can go to girlfriendscommunity.com. Check it out. You can get a free week that way. And then if you decide you do want to be a part of this, the investment, seriously, it is less than Netflix. It's $12.99 a month. Or if you want to pay annually, you get a deep discount. It's just $99 for the whole year. So what I found is by having a membership fee, and it's not a huge one, it's not, this is not some you know huge money-making operation. This is really about kind of setting a little bit of a hurdle for people to get through, a, a little bit of a filter so that not just anyone and everyone is signing up. It's people who really want to be there. And I hope that's going to be you. So check it out. You can get all the information over at girlfriendscommunity.com. I would love to be able to connect with you there outside the podcast. All right. So this week we are talking about ideas for growing in humility. And this is a topic that I, I like to revisit kind of regularly here because I need it. I need to be reminded of the importance of humility and the fact that this is a virtue and one that we are called to be growing in. And so I'm just going to share with you some different ideas that I have. I just wrote down some, some notes here. Let me count them up. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six. I have six different ways that I'm going to be sharing with you that I think can help you to grow in this virtue. And so let's talk about, first of all, like what is humility? And really just the simplest definition of humility is knowing who you are. It doesn't mean that you're always putting yourself down or you're, you know, dragging yourself through the dirt. And, you know, so I think this is why it gets such a kind of negative reputation because that's how we tend to think of it. I had a college professor that used to like to say the meek shall inherit the dirt. <laughs> And I mean, that's cute and everything, but it was like a negative way of talking about this, that we're talking about humility. It's not just dragging yourself through the mud all the time. It's understanding who you are. And I think most fundamentally, it is understanding, ta-da, you are not God. <laughs> I am not God. And we are flawed human beings. We have sinful pride. And this is something that we need reminding of over and over again. So I think it's really important for us to kind of revisit this virtue on a regular basis and just see like, what are some ways, real ways that we can be growing in the virtue of humility? How does God want you to be growing in humility? So the first thing that I want to share with you is ask for help. This is, this is a great way to grow in humility, because if you think about it, the times when you don't ask for help, it's out of pride. 
you know, I, I recently started a, a new job. I'm now editorial director for the Knights of Columbus, which I, it's a thrill to be a part of that organization. And I'm honored to be there. But starting a new thing is always a humbling thing because you don't know all the stuff. And I have found over the past couple of months that I need to be humble and just ask questions and ask for help. I would much prefer having it all figured out and being able to just do everything because that would that would suit my pride very well. And yet, if I'm going to do my job and do it well, I need to ask for help sometimes. I need to ask for more information. I need to ask and hope that other people will be patient with me. Uh, sometimes we're, we're hesitant to ask for help because we're worried about what other people are going to think, or maybe they're going to roll their eyes, or maybe they think we should have this figured out. We should be able to handle all of this by now. And you know, so that's part of it, you know, accepting where we are, humbly accepting where we are sometimes requires that we ask for help. And I know for sure during, you know, times like after I've had a baby or during, you know, crazy busy times when maybe a kid was having a serious uh, health issue or, you know, something else was going on that was stressful in our family life, that a lot of times people would reach out to me and be like, can I help? Can I can I come by? Can I, you know, take your, take your shift with the carpool? Or uh, I remember one time a homeschooling mom was offering to help me with kind of getting my, my new year started and helping me with curriculum. And, you know, people will reach out when you're kind of in a crisis mode and think about how you naturally respond when people offer you help like that. Because I have had to come to the realization that even when I'm going through something legitimately very hard, uh, my natural inclination is to turn down all offers of help. And if I'm honest, it's because of my pride. I don't want to admit that I can't keep it all together. I don't want to burden somebody else with my issues, with you know my obligations and my responsibilities. I want to be you know, always putting forward that outward show that I have it all together. No problem, right? And I think that that's a natural inclination and it's good that we want to be taking care of our own responsibilities, but it is also good. And it is a great practice of humility to ask for help when you need it. And ultimately you're going to benefit from that. Uh, Your family is going to benefit from that. Like if someone, like, let's say the most basic example, someone's offering to bring a meal to you. Well, maybe your family would much prefer a homemade meal compared to the, you know, drive-through or picking up pizza that you're going to manage because you you're going through something or like, you know, so you, you benefit and your family benefits. But then the other part that I think we don't think about often enough is that the person who's helping benefits, think about a time when you offered help and it was received graciously from somebody who really needed it. Think about how that made you feel how affirmed you felt in whatever gifts you were sharing with that person, what a gift that was to you. And so be that gift to other people. It does require humility and it requires being honest with ourselves about what we're capable of, what we're not capable of, where we might be falling short. Ask for help when you need it and accept help when others are offering it. You know, there was one time I remember very vividly when I was hosting this big party at our house and I was like going in a hundred directions, you know, and I was like rushing through a room, you know, carrying dishes or whatever I was doing. And a, a girlfriend of mine stopped and was like, what, what can I help you with? You know, can I, can I take these dishes? Can I, you know, go check on something in the oven? What, what can I do? And I just responded, you know, kind of reflexively like, no, no, I'm all set. Thank you. And she wouldn't accept it. And she like put her hands like on my shoulders and said, 
let me help you. And, you know, you're not always going to get somebody that's that bold. You know, I appreciated her in the moment and I did let her help me. But what I really loved was that she interrupted me with my reflexive response. And sometimes that's what we need. And maybe nobody's going to do it for you. And you need to interrupt yourself with your reflexive response about everything that you're taking on and not asking for help, everything that you're taking on and not accepting the help that is in fact being offered to you. So look for a way, a place where maybe God is expecting that you're going to ask for help and do that asking for help. That's a great way to grow in humility. All right. The second way that I want to recommend that you grow in humility is to compliment other people. Are you stingy with compliments? <laughs> I think I used to be in some ways. Actually, I, I know for a fact that I was in certain relationships with people, especially if you feel a certain level of competition or if you, you're tempted to be jealous of somebody or you compare yourself to somebody else. It can feel like you are losing if you point out something good that's happening for somebody else or something really good that they're doing or some real gift that they have a blessing that they have in their lives. And nothing could be further from the truth. That is stupid and childish thinking. And I can say it that, that harshly because I've done it myself. So I'm talking to myself as much as anybody else, but it's total immaturity, selfishness, and short-sightedness, honestly, because we doubt the bountiful goodness of God. We doubt his abundant grace when we put limits on him like that. When we think, you know, this person over here is like, let's say your your friend is doing a fantastic job hosting a fundraiser and having all these amazing results. And you're maybe tempted to be jealous because when you hosted the fundraiser, you didn't have nearly, you know, the success that she's enjoying. And you're hesitant to tell her what a great job you're doing. You're hesitant to do that. Or even like, you know, just walking down the street, complimenting somebody on the way they look or something that they're wearing, or uh, maybe you observe a mom in a store somewhere and you, you, you see her loving interaction with her child and you feel this urge, maybe this little inkling, like I should say something or, or you just notice it. Let that be your prompting to actually speak out loud the good thing that you see in someone else. It's a beautiful gift to that person. Here's the bonus for you. It's going to make you a much more likable person. People like people who compliment them. And I mean, sincerely, I'm not telling you to make up compliments. There are so many good things all around us and so many good things in other people. You don't have to make stuff up. Find stuff that you genuinely appreciate about other people and then speak it out loud to them. Affirm them. You can begin with your own children. You can begin with your spouse. I really want to encourage you to Think about some of the ways that you might be stingy with compliments, where you might be tempted to be stingy with regard to complimenting other people, because that, my friend, is not humility. That is pride. When you don't want to be complimenting other people about things you legitimately admire and respect about them, that's pride. And you can kill it by embracing humility and just saying out loud those things you see that are good that they are doing. You can say out loud, the, the compliment for your friend, for an acquaintance, for your child's teacher, for your parish priest, say the things and it's going to make you feel so good. And I can attest to the fact that this can become more of a habit. The way the opposite can become a habit, being stingy with your compliments and, and never telling other people good things can become a habit. This The opposite can become a habit. If you're consciously and intentionally looking to kind of reach outward toward other people and say good things and encourage people and affirm 
their gifts and affirm their strengths. It's going to become a more reflexive habit rather than shutting down, closing off, protecting yourself out of insecurity, defensiveness, jealousy, competition. Be open to other people. Trust in the abundance of God's grace. It's not going to be limited. You're not going to get shorted because you're giving to somebody else. So a beautiful way to grow in humility is to practice that, actively looking for ways that you can be encouraging other people and uh, loving other people through verbal affirmation in your life. All right, next up, moving right along through my list here. Okay, this one's an important one. MYOB, mind your own business. <laughs> this is a really important way to grow in humility because oftentimes the ways that we're tempted toward pride or the ways that we kind of actively engage our pride is through thinking about focusing on things that are none of our business. What do I mean? So what other people think about you is none of your business. <laughs> and that's hard to think, right? Because you're like, no, no, that's my business. I'm worried that my neighbor down the street is judging me. It's actually none of your business. It doesn't matter. And you know, when you start going down that rabbit hole and get caught up in this, this idea of like what other people are thinking of you, maybe you like give a presentation at your kid's school or you know, at the school board or something like that, something that's like a public thing. Do you spend a lot of time afterwards kind of ruminating about, oh, I shouldn't have said that that way, or oh, I messed this up, and you kind of run, run the whole thing through your head, or even just in conversations with people? I know this can be a habit that you can get into where you have a conversation with somebody and then you spend the rest of the afternoon beating yourself up because, oh, I said that stupid thing or, oh, I didn't mention this thing or that was an opportunity to point out this and I didn't do it. Or the worst kind is like an argument, right? Going back through the play-by-play -play after an argument and you're just kind of going through and thinking, I should have said this and, oh, I should have said that and I never should have let them get away with this and all of this is because you're focused on what other people are thinking about you. And that is none of your business. Just remember that. What other people think of you is none of your business. <laughs> and you know, this can be very challenging, of course, if people are actively gossiping about you or that sort of thing. That's a, a, a real source of distraction. Uh, and But even then, even in those extreme circumstances, it's none of your business. Keep your head down. Keep your eyes on your own paper. Keep yourself focused on your own calling, your own vocation. And get back to it because these things are a distraction. And, you know, one thing, uh, you know, just to speak to that situation where maybe you do have a situation where somebody's criticizing you to other people. I mean, I know that I've experienced that before and it's very, it's demoralizing and it's discouraging and it's a huge source of distraction and a real temptation to kind of obsess about it even and want to address it. And that, but it's important to recognize that that's coming from a, a place of pride. And one thing that really helps to clarify situations like that for me, whether it's extreme or it's just a slight thing, is like you need to make sure that you are not accepting criticism from anybody that you wouldn't seek advice from. So if there's somebody who's criticizing you and it's somebody whose opinion you don't value, whose opinion doesn't apply to you, like they're not your boss, they're not your husband or whatever, then it, don't worry about it. <laughs> you wouldn't, if you wouldn't be going to them for advice, don't worry about their criticism of whatever's going on with you. 
And I found that was really clarifying actually for me, because if, if you, you know, bump into somewhere that somebody's talking about you and it can be hurtful. Sure. It's okay to acknowledge that it's hurtful, but this temptation to kind of ruminate about it, this temptation to want to rectify it, to be wanting to, you know, go and chase things down and, you know, clear up the record and everything like that's really from out of pride, unless somebody's going to be really scandalized by something that's going around, you don't need to address it. Uh, maybe it's going to be clarifying for you about who you, who who are your friends and who are not. Um, but it, it, in, the, in the end, it's none of your business. Get back focused on your own business. Um, the other thing that kind of is not our business is the details of other people's successes and failures. And this too is something, if we're honest, that our pride will lead us to focus on. You might be focused on somebody else's success and the details of their success because you're tempted to be envious of it. You're feeling insecure about your own accomplishments or your own achievements in that area. And um, so you want to, you get like really focused on those things about them or worse yet, and focusing on somebody else's failures kind of as a way of feeding your own pride. Like, well, at least I'm doing better than so-and-so, right? This is what gossip is all about. Even if it's not something terribly detrimental that's being shared, that's the thing that makes gossip so juicy between people. You know, uh, my good friend, Rachel Balducci, who's been a guest here on the podcast. I remember one time when we were recording the gist together at Catholic TV, we do it once a year. We spend a week in Boston doing that. It's so fun to spend that time with her. And I just remember, I, I don't remember the circumstances exactly, but she was talking about that temptation toward gossip. And she was like, it's just so delicious on my lips, you know? And I I love that. She won't mind that I'm sharing that. She would totally just tell you all the same story, but you know, that, that temptation and, and what's making it so delicious is just, you know, this salacious thing that you want to share about somebody or some way that somebody else is weak or flawed, or they've failed because it makes you look better. It makes you feel better about how you're coming across to other people when you share this with people or when you focus on it yourself, even if you're not sharing it, when you're just receiving gossip and delighting in it, you're focused on those details of someone else's life and it is none of your business. So remember that, that we used to say as kids, we'd be like, M-Y-O-B, mind your own business, right? So important to do that. And if you are minding your own business, That's a great way to work on the virtue of humility because you're not tempted by your pride to be distracted by all of these other things. All right. The fourth way that I want to recommend that you can grow in humility is to give thanks. So this is along the lines of complimenting other people, but um, sort of a different version of it. Being thankful. So yes, we talk about cultivating gratitude and we're definitely going to talk about that next month as we're heading toward Thanksgiving, but, you know, cultivating an an attitude of gratitude uh, is one thing, but then speaking it out loud, taking that next step, whether you're actually writing a thank you note to somebody or sending a text, thanking somebody for something, or just saying out loud to people in your life, thank you, noticing what they've done thanking the, you know, the, the checker at the grocery store. How often do you even like recognize the humanity of these people who are serving you? Look at them in the eyes and say, thank you. Because what, what naturally comes out of your continually thanking people and looking for people to thank and giving thanks for um, the things that God gives you too, is you're recognizing how dependent you are on other people. If you look through your average day, like how many things do you 
need other people for everything from like the car you drive and the gas that you put in it to the food you have at lunch or your child's teacher at school or the police officers that are maintaining peace and order in your community and on and on and on. Like you can't get through a a normal day by your own strength and your own doings, right? We need, we need other people. And so we're all dependent upon other people. So look for ways to recognize that and give thanks for that. And it's going to be a way to continually remind yourself of the fact that you're the recipient of all of this grace and all of this generosity and that you are not living your life, you know, just creating everything on your own. And you're not responsible for all the good things that you enjoy in your life. Other people are making it possible for you. And of course, it all is made possible only by the grace of God. So just encourage yourself, challenge yourself to begin making a habit of noting the things that you're thankful for, but then following through on that, not just noting it, making sure when you notice it, say it, say it out loud. If you can't say it to the person, then say it to the person sitting next to you. Like, I'm so thankful for this, this beautiful sunny day. I'm so thankful that we're, we have a lunch break together. I'm so thankful, you know, say it to your kids that our car <laughs> is in working order. You know, remember last month when we, you know, had all this car trouble and we had to go to the garage and we were struggling with rides. And I'm so thankful that our car is in working order. And <laughs> I will say this knowing full well that <laughs> I don't believe in jinxing, of course, but there, there was one time where I was trying to make a habit of, of speaking out loud the things I'm thankful for. And I spoke out loud that I was thankful for our, our working dishwasher. And guess what broke that very evening? <laughs> and I was like, come on. <laughs> so you've been warned. <laughs> maybe, maybe whisper your thanks. No, <laughs> just kidding. Jinxing is not a thing. All right. It's not a thing. But yeah, say out loud the things you're thankful for and give thanks to God. Make sure that that is part of your prayer life. Sometimes we we get caught up in what we're asking for in our prayer life and it becomes like a to-do list. We're going to God and we're giving him our laundry list of the things that we want and everything we want him to do and all the blessings we want to receive. And, and he might be thinking, well, what about all the blessings I've already given you? Have you even noticed them? Have you noticed that I'm the source of them? And I think it's worth spending time every day, not only thinking about what you're thankful for, but reflecting on the fact that we didn't do anything to deserve this, all these graces that God gives us every day, all the beautiful things that he gives us, the beautiful people he give, puts in our lives, the opportunities, the things we have to enjoy, that we don't deserve any of it. And it's all freely given to us by our creator. And what a gift that is. So look for ways to be continually giving thanks. All right. The, I guess this is the fifth one, fifth way that I want to encourage you to be growing in the humility virtue is to look for the good. So what do I mean by this? Especially when you're tempted to complain, and we all have moments in our days, and some days are worse than others, when we're tempted to complain, but look for the good in things. You know, when something negative happens, there's, a, I, I, I'm not going to remember the exact saying, but I just recently happened upon this, this kind of like little reminder saying, saying that, you know, every challenging thing that happens, every problem that you receive, there's a gift that's hidden inside of it. 
And that's a really beautiful way of looking at it. And I don't mean like a Pollyanna way, like, oh, isn't it so great? The dishwasher is not working. But, you know, just looking for what's what's the gift in here. And one thing that Father Mike Schmitz said recently on a video that I was watching over at ascensionpresents.com was that when something challenging happens, and it can be something big, but it can also be something little, and you're tempted to complain, then turn that into a prayer. And give it to God and ask him. And I I love the simplicity of this. Say, Lord, use this to change my heart. Isn't that beautiful? I love the simplicity of it and just the sincerity of it. Use this to change my heart. Take whatever it is. and, And that alone can be the gift. Use this to change my heart because we all have hearts that need changing. None of us have reached perfection yet. We're not in heaven yet. We haven't accomplished everything that God wants to uh, us to accomplish here on earth. He, he's not done working on us yet. So whatever it is, whatever challenge you're facing, when you're tempted to complain, look for the good in it. And if you don't see it, just ask God to use it for your good. Ask God to use it to change your heart. I just love that, that idea that all of us need a change of heart. In some of us in really big ways and some in small ways and in different areas of our life, we, we need a different kind of change of heart, but just ask God to take whatever the thing is that you're tempted to complain about and either look for the good in it, ask him to help you see the good in it. But if nothing else, pray that one simple prayer, give it to him and ask him to change your heart, use it to change your heart. So so beautifully put, Father Mike Schmitz is such a gift to the church. Every time I talk about him or think about him, I always remind everybody, pray for Father Mike. He works so tirelessly to produce such beautiful and inspirational and educational content for all of us. You know, coming up next year is the Catechism in a Year podcast. So looking forward to that launching. Um, I can't wait to go through the Catechism with Father Mike Schmitz. You might be familiar with the Bible in a Year podcast. Many people have done that, um, but this is going to be a similar structure, but going through the catechism. And, and so many of us need to do that. Anyway, just a little side note. I love Father Mike. I know you do too. Uh, pray for Father Mike and, and pray for all priests. Pray for all of our priests. All right. Last thing I want to mention that can help you to grow in humility is to be open, be receptive. So sometimes out of pride, we're so focused on ourselves we're f- so focused on our own little narrow perspective of the world and what we're what we're dealing with or what's going on in our little corner of the world that we're closed off to other people and we might not even know it. You know, I'll do this when, you know, if I have a, a very busy day with my my outside of the homework, you know, I work from home, but if my job is extra busy, I'll sometimes not step out of my office for hours. And and then when I come out, I'm like, whoa, like life is still going on around here. Like these kids are still here. People still need meals. There's laundry to be done. There's, you know, my chickens need me, (laughs) you know, all of these things. And, and it's so easy to, and it's, of course, it's good to be focused on our own work and on our own good things sometimes, but be open to other people. Openness to other people requires humility. Um, I think it was Lou Holtz, the famous uh, Notre Dame football coach, who we interviewed him many years ago for Catholic Digest. And he was talking about, he's like, there are two kinds of people in the world. And I'm not going to exactly quote him here, but he was saying there are some people that walk into a room and they say like, here I am, 
you know, and, and they expect everything to be focused on them. And then there are people who walk into a crowded room and they, they find the other people there and they say, there you are. And he was saying that his goal in life is to be the second kind of person. And that has really stuck with me as a really important way to approach life, no matter who you are, whether you're a football coach or a teacher or a mom or um, just a friend or a neighbor, just approaching other people with that kind of openness, like rather than here I am, lucky you, I'm, you know, you're going to get to talk to me. That kind of openness requires real humility like always wanting to learn from other people or, you know, recognizing the fact that, that we're always learning from other people. Um, It requires a certain level of humility to be like, I'm not going to be the star of this show. And that doesn't mean, you know, never, never speaking out or never sharing a story or, you know, having a conversation with somebody where you talk, but really just shifting your focus. Do you ever find yourself in conversation when the other person's talking, are you just thinking about what you're going to say next? That's a really good test of how open you are to other people because someone who's truly open and humbly open to other people is going to be focused on, truly focused on what the other person is sharing and wanting to receive it and understand it. And you know, then they'll think about how they might respond to it. But if in your conversations, you're just focused on what your next contribution is going to be, then there's a real opportunity to grow in humility there. Um, also about being open, you know, don't hide. Now I'm talking about like the ways in which we're sometimes tempted to hide the ways that we're struggling. Now, of course, I don't mean that you have to be like <laughs> an open book walking around telling everybody about every embarrassing struggle that you might have in your life. But you know these things that maybe you're tempted to not not share with people, maybe not even share with a close friend. Maybe there are things that you you don't even want to bring to confession because you're embarrassed of your your failures and your flaws and your weakness. Don't hide what you struggle with because that right there is a, a beautiful way of growing in humility. Like I said at the start, humility is being honest about who you are. And for every one of us, that's going to include some flaws. That's going to include some failures. It's going to include some real struggles that we have in our life. It's going to include some real weakness. So don't try to hide the ways that you're struggling. Don't lie. Think about times when you might be tempted to lie to cover up something. And that right there is a red flag, a really, really important red flag that you should pay a lot of attention to that that where you're tempted to cover up something is something that God is, is, is wanting you to grow in, grow in humility in. And that doesn't mean you have to be, like I said, you don't have to like go to the news and, and spill your guts, right? But being open about the ways in which you are still a work in progress. And I don't mean like false humility. Like some people are, are truly self-deprecating and, and it can be funny, but then other people, and I know you, you, you probably have experienced this before where, where somebody's like, always kind of putting themselves down and you know, it's because they want you to be like, oh no, you're so great at that. You know, <laughs> don't do that. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about an honesty about who you are and where you might struggle. And this can be some of the hardest, hardest kind of communication to have with people. Um, it goes right there to the, the first thing that I mentioned, which was asking for help. Because when you're, when you're particularly challenged or you find yourself weak in an area, it's important to just be honest about where you are with that. I recently had a conversation with a work colleague 
um, we were kind of on a Zoom call together and he was sharing his screen and, and he was sharing about some really basic questions he had about technology, like, you know, Zoom technology or Google Docs and some basic stuff that many of us might take for granted. And I was actually very honored that he asked me these questions. He was, he's clearly was embarrassed a little bit to be asking the questions in the first place, but I just kind of walked him through it and was happy to share the information. And I thought afterwards, that took a lot of humility for him to admit that he didn't know some of these things and to ask for the help that he needed. And everybody benefits in the end, everybody benefits when you do that. So look for ways that you can be more open. Look for ways that God might be calling on you to be more open. All right. So just to recap, the six ways that I'm sharing with you today about how you can work on growing in humility. First of all, ask for help. Second of all, compliment other people. Third, mind your own business. Fourth, give thanks continually. Number five, look for the good, especially when you're tempted to complain, look for the good. And then finally, be open, be receptive to other people and be open about what's going on in your own life. You might have some ideas about ways to grow in humility. And actually, one that I have not mentioned, and I actually, I'm going to link in the show notes to the uh, a previous show where we talked about growing in humility because it was a big part of that one. And, and I don't want to leave it out here, is to pray to grow in virtue. Like, do you pray to grow in humility? A really popular, I say popular, a well-known prayer to grow in humility is the litany of humility. And this is one that I, for a whole year, one year, I prayed the litany of humility and the litany of trust every day. Well, I committed to doing that. I, I don't think I was perfect about it, but generally I was praying each of those every day. And I became aware of just how much those two virtues are linked to one another, that when you grow in humility, you grow in trust. And when you grow in trust, you grow in humility. They are absolutely a, a part of the same process. And the litany of humility, if you're not familiar with it, it's sometimes people are afraid to pray it because they like that kind of jinxing thing. They're worried that a lot of bad things are going to happen to them as they, they seek to grow in humility. I think I'm going to pray it with you. I'm going to pray it with you here now on the show because it, it's such a beautiful prayer. And, you know, and wherever you are, maybe you're in your car, maybe you're folding laundry, maybe you're out on a walk or something, uh, wherever you are, I just want to encourage you to just pause and, and we can pray this together. So I'm going to pray this and invite you to kind of prayerfully follow along as I'm reading the words of the litany of humility. But I want to encourage you too to think about just regularly praying to grow in the grace and, and grow in the grace that you need to become more humble but also think about regularly praying the litany of humility because it is it is a challenging thing and it can begin to change the way that you approach other people and the way you approach your relationship with God. Ultimately, the, the way that we look at this, this prayer and the way that the prayer invites you to kind of shift your focus and be open to what, what God's plan is for your life. Ultimately, that's the ultimate humility, right? Just wanting what God wants. That's humility. You just You don't want to be any more or any less than what he's calling you to do. So, all right, let's, let's pray this together before we move on to the second part of the show. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Oh, Jesus, meek and humble of heart, hear me. From the desire of being esteemed, deliver me, O oh Jesus. From the desire of being loved, deliver me, O oh Jesus. From the desire of being extolled, deliver me, O oh Jesus. From the desire of being honored, deliver me, O oh Jesus. From the desire of being praised, deliver me, O oh Jesus. 
from the desire of being preferred to others. Deliver me, O Jesus. From the desire of being consulted, deliver me, O Jesus. From the desire of being approved, deliver me, O Jesus. From the fear of being humiliated, deliver me, O Jesus. From the fear of being despised, deliver me, O Jesus. From the fear of suffering rebukes, deliver me, O Jesus. From the fear of being calumniated, deliver me, O Jesus. From the fear of being forgotten, deliver me, O Jesus. From the fear of being ridiculed, deliver me, O Jesus. From the fear of being wronged, deliver me, O Jesus. From the fear of being suspected, deliver me, O Jesus. That others may be loved more than I, Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be esteemed more than I, Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That in the opinion of the world, others may increase and I may decrease. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be chosen and I set aside. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be praised and I go unnoticed. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That others may be preferred to me in everything. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. That others may become holier than I provided that I may become as holy as I should. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, of the Holy Spirit, amen. I want to encourage you to continue to pray that prayer. And if you have particular ways that you seek to grow in humility, if you have a story to share with me or an idea that you'd like for me to share with other listeners here on the podcast, I would love to hear from you. You can send me an email at danielle at daniellebean.com or connect with me on Voxer. The link to connect with me on Voxer is always in the show notes over at ascensionpress.com. All right, we've got more of the show coming up for you, but first we're going to take a quick break. I'm Danielle Bean, and you're listening to The Girlfriend's Podcast. And if you're looking for a way to learn more about your Catholic faith, I invite you to check out the Ascension Presents YouTube channel. You're going to find tons of free videos featuring Catholic presenters like Matt Frad, Leah Darrow, Jackie and Bobby Angel, and Emily Wilson. Go to youtube.com slash ascension presents. That's youtube.com slash ascension presents. And if you like what you see, please share and subscribe. All right. Now we're at the part in the show where I like to share some listener feedback. And sometimes we take on a topic and, and you have something of your own to share on that particular topic. And that happened recently with Renee, who sent me an email recently and She said, I just listened to episode 337, how to increase your willpower. And here's what I do. I say, Lord, you know how much I really love chocolate and how much pleasure it brings to me to eat it. But I will give that up in this moment and offer it to you as a drop of consolation in the ocean of misery that was your passion. This way, each decision is a way to offer prayer and fasting to the Lord. Renee. Okay. Renee, thank you so much. I love that. That's such a beautiful little personalized prayer that you shared there. I also love that your example happens to be about chocolate because I can relate. Um, And this is the perfect little bit of feedback to share, especially in this week's episode where we are focused on the virtue of humility, because in that call to be turning over each decision, each time we're tempted, turning that over to the Lord, it's such a beautiful reminder of the fact that we're not in charge of this thing. And that without him, we've got nothing. And we need grace to be able to say no to the things we want to say no to. And if that 
happens to be chocolate for you in a particular moment, you need God's grace to be able to do that. And, you know, one thing that I'm going to mention with regard to, to willpower, because it kind of came to mind when, when you were sharing there, Renee, that, that beautiful prayer of offering it to God, is that maybe before you can reach that point, because there might be somebody who listens to that and they're like, oh my goodness, I, I'm still at the point where I'm just grabbing the chocolate. Like I'm not pausing and offering it up to the Lord and, you know, all of this. Like, you know, maybe you're a step behind that. Maybe you, you need one more step before you can get there and, and really praying for the grace that you need. First of all, recognizing in humility that you need grace to be able to make these decisions. And this is part of what we talked about in that episode that Renee referenced on willpower, that willpower, it's not you. The temptation is to think it's me. Like, I'm just going to grit my teeth and I'm going to do it by my own strength. I'm going to give up smoking or I'm going to lose 20 pounds or I'm going to, you know, stick to a budget or whatever. It's not you. <laughs> and, you know, the sooner we can recognize that and just call on God to give us the grace that we need to grow in the ways that he's calling on us to grow in virtue, the, the better off we're going to be. And the, the closer we can come to where Renee is, this beautiful prayer where you will see each of those temptations or that, that kind of little urge that you have toward whatever it is that you're looking to give up, you'll see it as a call toward prayer. What a beautiful thing and a beautiful way to truly be practicing offering up. So I love that. Thank you, Renee, so much for sharing that. If you have some feedback you want to share with me, I would love to hear from you. You can leave me a voicemail through Voxer. If you use Voxer, the link to connect with me on Voxer is always in the show notes over at ascensionpress.com. But an easy way to get that link right in your inbox is to subscribe to the show notes to the Girlfriends Podcast you can do that simply too by texting the word girlfriends to 33777. All right, that's all the time we have for this week, but I want to thank you for being here. I hope you'll be connecting with me over at girlfriendscommunity.com and uh, on social media. I always love the ways that we can go a little bit further than what we do here in the podcast, but don't doubt for a minute that <laughs> I am so grateful. I am so grateful for you being here, being a part of the listening community here at the Girlfriends Podcast. It means the world to me. I know you have many different things and people and important projects that are vying for your time and attention. So it really means the world to me that we get to spend this time together here each week. Thank you for that. Thanks for showing up. Until next time, I hope you enjoy your day and God bless your week. Girlfriends is a collaboration between DanielleBean.com and Ascension, the leader in Catholic faith formation. 